welcome to Counter Melody, the podcast on great singers and great singing. Each week, you will encounter me, Daniel Gundlach, as your host, guiding you along a magical route that will bring us closer to the voices of those singers that most enchant and transform us, no matter what else is going on in the world out there. Thank you for joining me on that path. And now, this week's episode. Hello everyone, tis I, and I'm so thrilled to welcome you to Season 4 of Counter Melody. Let me just say a tiny word about our new theme music that is once again Claudia Muzio. Here she is heard in a 1922 recording of the aria Che me ne faccio nel vostro castello from Umberto Giordano's opera Madame Saint-Gene, which premiered at the Metropolitan Opera in 1915, conducted by Arturo Toscanini, with the three leads taken by Geraldine Farrar, Giovanni Martinelli, and, as Napoleon, Pasquale Amato. Because, yes, this is a French Revolution-themed opera in which a laundress... Katerina Hubscher becomes the Duchess of Danzig. Yes, it's <laughs> one of those stories. But today's subject is far removed from the world of opera, or at least a few degrees removed, as we shall see. Today's subject is the great cabaret artist Mabel Mercer, who lived from 1900 to 1984. I have been given the challenge by my beloved, not boyfriend, David, of beginning the episode describing to my listeners why they should care about the subject or topic featured on any given episode. By the time Mabel Mercer made virtually all of her recordings, she was well into her 50s, and had not all that much voice left. But, as with other singers like her, whom I have sometimes dubbed voiceless wonders, we shall see that she brought an entire lifetime's worth of experience to her profoundly insightful and compassionate portrayals. I thought, to start off, I would simply offer four short excerpts of Mabel Mercer at her very best. The first is a song called While We're Young, which was composed specifically for her by the composer Alec Wilder, with words by William Engvik. This is While We're Young, and the song was recorded in 1954 with pianists Cy Walter and Stan Freeman. Songs were made to sing while we're young Every day is spring While we're young None can refuse Time flies so fast Too dear to Sweet to last 
Mercer was very celebrated for her performances of the music of Cole Porter in particular. She knew him well when he frequented the nightclub at which she was featured in the 1930s called Bricktops after the name of her friend and mentor Ada Smith who was also known as Bricktop. Here is a 1951 recording of just one of those things, a Cole Porter song that she often featured on her programs and brought her distinctively specific text pointing and pristine diction, as well as a very light touch accompanied by just a touch of bitterness and maybe a little bit of venom. It was just one of those things, just one of those crazy flings, one of those bells that now and then rings, one of those things. It was just one of those nights, just one of those fabulous mites, trip to the moon on gossamer wings, one of those things. If we'd thought a bit of the end of it, when we started painting the town, we'd have been It was just one of those things. Mercer was also capable of expressing the profoundest emotions, as we hear in this performance of the Jerome Kern song, Once in a Blue Moon. The majority of Mercer's recordings were made with accompaniment of one or two pianos, sometimes with a small rhythm section. But in this case, she's accompanied by an orchestra arranged and conducted by her sometime pianist, George Corey. This recording's from 1958. Once in a bloom, you will find the right one. Once in a bloom, find your dear delight one. Deceivers ever and women flirt with passion. One true love that lasts forever is sadly out of fashion. Only madness. 
I just heard the news that the wonderful actor and singer Rita Gardner died this week at the age of, I think it was 87. She had a very long career, almost as long as Mabel Mercer's, and she's certainly best remembered for her performance as the girl in The Fantastics. This is not one of her songs, but it is from The Fantastics. It's from a 1964 recording that Mabel Mercer made again with orchestra, this time conducted by Ralph Burns of Try to Remember. Deep in December, it's nice to remember, although there's snow, the spring will follow. Deep in December, it's nice to remember without a hurt, the heart is hollow. Deep in December, it's nice to remember the fire of September that made us mellow. Deep in December, our heart remember and follow 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 now let's just do a little bit of biographical background on Mabel Mercer she was born on the 3rd of February, 1900, to a teenaged mother who was herself a music hall performer. Her father, who remained unknown to Mercer throughout her entire life, and who may indeed have died even before she was born, was an itinerant African-American musician who had had a brief affair with Mabel's mother. Mabel's mother remarried and eventually emigrated to the United States. Mabel was 
first raised by her grandmother in her mother's native Wales, and then sent away to convent school in Manchester. While Mabel was there, her grandmother died, and when she left school at the age of 14, she began touring with her aunt and cousins, who were also active in vaudeville and music hall. Mabel Mercer has a very distinctive style of presentation, and although the repertoire that she sang is not similar to that which was done in English Music Hall, it nevertheless finds its stylistic genesis there. I'm going to offer you a very brief example of probably the most famous female music hall performer, Marie Lloyd. She's heard here in a 1913 recording of the song When I Take My Morning Promenade. She was known for the way that she could take innocent texts and point them so that they took on a rather naughty meaning. Mother Eve in the garden long ago started the fashion. Fashion's been a pattern. She wore a dress that is messed by the priest. Still, every season brought a change of belief. She'd tell if she came to town. Oh, what would Mother Eve think of my new Parisian gown? As I take my morning promenade, quite a fashion card on the promenade. Now I don't mind nice boys staring hard. If it satisfies their desire, do you think my dress is a little bit? Just a little bit, but not too much of it. If it shows my shape just a little bit, that's a little bit of fire. Mabel eventually found herself performing with a black troupe of musicians and performers who, in one example, would impersonate Zulu tribesmen who then, at the climax of the performance, would perform the sextet from Lucia di Lammermoor to the great delight of their not very enlightened audience. Mabel, interestingly, sang the high soprano part of Lucia, which may surprise you, having heard what her voice sounds like in the recordings I've already featured. Eventually, Mercer became a member of the chorus in the first London production of Showboat. Eventually, she found her way to Paris, and by the 1930s, she had become, in effect, the toast of the town. Initially, she was more renowned as a dancer, but when she broke up with her female dancing partner, she found herself having to stand on her own feet, as it were, as a singer. And that proved to be a source of far greater fame for the young artist. There was so much influence from U.S. American musicians there, specifically jazz performers. And Mabel fell in with a woman known as Bricktop, proprietor of a nightclub of the same name, who was also a performer herself, though she left very little documented evidence of her singing. I did find, however, a 1970 recording made for Italian television of Bricktop performing W.C. Handy's St. Louis Blues, and I'm going to play a short portion of that. Clearly, she exemplifies much more the jazz and blues style that had been brought over to Paris. 
by so many American musicians, many of them black artists. Now my name is Bricktop. I was raised in a lion's den. My name is Bricktop, raised in a lion's den. And my nightly occupation is stealing other women's men. Cause my hair is curly, teeth are pearls. My hair is curly, and my teeth are pearls. And what my mama taught me takes me through the world. I'm a big fat mama, meat shaking on my bones. Big fat mama, meat shaking on my bones. And every time I shimmy, a skinny woman loses her home. Black of the berry. Sweet around the juice, black of the berry, sweet around the juice. That's why I've got a man from Cecily for my personal use. I'm looking down the road, far as I can see. Looking down the road, far as I can see. Try to find a man. Gone from me, I got the blues. And I'm blue as I can be, cause my man. Rock in the sea, or else he wouldn't be gone. So far away from me, I'm talking about Charlie. What am I talking about? You mean I got the same Louis Blue? We have no recorded documentation of Mabel Mercer from this period of her career, although in 1936, her new friend Marlene Dietrich arranged for her to make a private recording of You Better Go Now and The Folks Who Live on the Hill. This evidently remained in Dietrich's sole possession, for Dietrich was one of a vast number of pop singers who were influenced directly by Mercer's very specific style of delivery. As for Mercer herself, it is said that she absorbed almost through osmosis the musical styles brought in by those artists I mentioned, but also by such renowned composers as Cole Porter. She never really was a jazz singer, although even when one reads reviews of hers from the 60s and 70s, they consistently refer to her as a jazz singer, I find that she does not at all have that style of delivery, but rather developed something that was very much her own. I've been talking, and I shall continue to talk, about the number of singers and the variety of singers who were influenced by Mabel Mercer. And yet, Mercer had something that was unique, that no one could imitate. And that was the sense that she was telling a story, delivering a narrative. And often people reported that the way that she did this made people feel as if she were speaking directly to them. Love is a legend grown dimmer and dimmer. There's nothing left but the tiniest glimmer of hope. Where is the one who will make my life sunlit? Where is the kiss that will mean more than one little flame? Burning out 
in shape As I have roamed around I've always found That love will come And love will die It's always hello My lover Goodbye Came a night that brought delight But ended with a lonely cry It's always hello, my lover, goodbye I would be clay within love's hands I would obey all love's commands Yet like the I drift away I only hope to find some peace of mind And put an end to wondering why It's always hello One aspect of Mercer's life that is very much shrouded in mystery was of her affectional preferences. Certainly later in her life, she was involved in some sense or other with a man named Harry Beard, who for decades was first a hanger-on, then her manager, then her live-in partner. It's claimed that they were lovers, but I don't know if that's so substantiable, actually, based on what I've read. But they were definitely committed to each other, and in fact, he lived with her up until his death. But in the 20s and 30s, she was very much if not queer, then queer-adjacent. Not only Bricktop, with whom it was rumored that she had an affair, but also, fascinatingly, she was also associated with a figure named Joe Carstairs, who was the exact same age as Mabel, and was an eccentric person born Marion Barbara Carstairs, who lived most of her life presenting as male, and who was possessed of enormous wealth to the extent that she bought herself an island in the Bahamas in 1934. She became celebrated as a powerboat racer, as well as, one might almost say, a militant lesbian whose partners included such figures as Garbo, Tallulah Bankhead, Dietrich, and Dolly Wilde, the niece of Oscar Wilde and also, quite possibly, Mabel Mercer herself. As the shadow of war loomed over Paris, Bricktop's nightclub closed in 1936, and Mabel began a more itinerant lifestyle, appearing not only in various nightclubs in Paris, but in other venues in Europe as well, including the Netherlands. 
Joe Carstairs became very concerned for Mercer's safety and eventually paid for her passage to New York, where Mabel arrived in November 1938. She soon began making the acquaintance of other cabaret musicians and performers, and in 1942, she cut her first commercial recording, which was for the Liberty Music Shop label, and consisted of three excerpts from Gershwin's Porgy and Bess, accompanied by the pianist Cy Walter, who continued to appear with her through the 1960s. I'd like to play you one of those recordings. This is a portion of I Loves You Porgy. I want nightclubs in which Mabel appeared was known as Spivy's Roof, and it was a very gay-friendly space run by a woman who styled herself as Madame Spivy, but whose birth name was Bertha Levine. She was sometimes referred to as the female Noel Coward. She herself was a lesbian, and much as Bricktop had done in Paris, she would often perform in her club as well. Yet her music or her recitations were of a completely different kind. She wrote much of this material herself, and while she didn't exactly sing it, it was more declaimed. It was all of quite humorous 
content and sometimes quite risque as well. And she made two 78 albums, one in 1939 and one in 1947. And you can find these recordings on YouTube. And one of them, which particularly struck my fancy, was called Auntie's Face. Spivy accompanies herself on the piano and declaims a text written by one Guy Moneypenny, which might very well be a pseudonym. We all have strange relatives, but let me tell you about my Aunt Grace. She's a mad thing. This is very sad, and we must be very quiet, please. This is the tragedy of poor Aunt Grace, how she became a complete disgrace. It all began when she lifted our face and decided to be young and gay. Since she's become a rejuvenated case, the whole house suffers from her mad campaign. There's no longer any quiet in the whole damn place. So we lift our eyes to heaven and pray. Please God, make Annie's face fall, for we've all got our backs to the wall. Her reputation's battered, her principles are shattered. She hasn't any moral code at all. Her breath now reaches the bathtub gym. Goes out nights in search of sin. We wake up in the morning to find her coming in. From an all-night brawl. We're all in such a dither for heaven knows she's caught. When she brings the milkman with her, when you hear this one, why must she bring his horse? Please, God, make Annie's face fall. For nothing is sacred at all. Dear God, we beg your pardon, but the hell with the Zion. If you've any mercy left at all, please God, make Annie's face fall. I mentioned how much repertoire Mercer absorbed during those years that she was performing at Bricktops. And one of the songs for which she became quite famous was known as Thank You for the Flowers. In 1954, she recorded that song, and it gives evidence of her ability to turn perhaps not the most distinguished material into something of not only exquisite beauty, but profundity. Cy Walter is the pianist here. Thank you for the flowers, my favorite roses too. The moment that I saw them, I knew they came from you. Thank you for this evening, for all those happy hours that we spent together. Thank you for the flowers. I shall remember this evening, for you've been sweet to me. I want you to know I loved it so. Twas heaven to have you alone with me. Just one more chance to say thank you before we say good night. I felt that you would remember, but I didn't expect the roses 
such roses as I saw. Roses of this evening are sure to fade away, but their memory will linger on when the roses of yesterday are gone Thank you for the kisses For that last dance of ours I'm really very grateful So thank you for the Once Mabel Mercer came to the United States, she did not speak all that often about her earlier life either in England or in Paris, but on occasion she would speak about her association with Cole Porter. And there was an amusing story about the song that we just heard, Thank You for the Flowers, which she would sing very frequently at Bricktops and sometimes more than once of an evening. Cole Porter once threatened her with arrest if she were to perform the song Thank You for the Flowers again in his presence. And she proceeded to sing it, and he proceeded to call in a gendarme from out on the street, and he said, arrest this woman. Eventually, the ruse was exposed, and it was all treated in a very light-hearted way. But Mercer herself became known particularly for her interpretations of Cole Porter's music. By now, I'm sure it's become clear that alongside all of her virtues, Mercer had some very distinctive quirks. Quirks that could be very easily imitated in a light-hearted way, naturally. That's borne out in this next example I'm going to play for you. A dual performance of Down in the Depths on the 90th floor. This Cole Porter song was a Mercer standard, and we're going to hear just the first part of the song from a live 1969 performance from Town Hall, followed by that great cabaret stylist and comedian Kay Ballard doing a hilarious send-up in a 1966 recording that was part of a Cole Porter review produced on Broadway by the impresario Ben Bagley. Ballard herself, by the way, mentioned that the first time that she heard Mabel Mercer, she was puzzled and disappointed and thought, what is all this fuss all about? And then she said, as the evening progressed, Ballard found herself amazed that she could have ever doubted the mastery of this extraordinary artist. With a million neon rainbows blazing below me And a million noisy taxis making a roar Here I sit above the town In my pet pieted gown Down in the depths On the ninetieth floor While the crowds El Morocco punish the parquet And at twenty-one the couples clamor for more I'm deserted and depressed in my regal eagle's nest down in the depths 
Another singer who proclaimed her debt to Mabel Mercer and who alongside and consequent to Mabel Mercer was one of the doyens of the Manhattan cabaret scene is Julie Wilson. In 1989, she did an all Cole Porter album from which we're going to hear the tale of the oyster. Her pianist here is William Roy, who was one of Mabel Mercer's pianists and who also wrote songs for her. Down by the sea lived a lonesome oyster, every day growing sadder and moister. He found his home life awfully wet and longed to travel with the upper set. Poor little oyster. Fate was kind to that oyster we know. For one day the chef from the park casino saw that oyster lying there and said, I'll put you on our bill of fare. Lucky little oyster. See him on his silver platter Watching the queens of fashion chatter Hearing the wives of millionaires Discuss their marriages and their love affairs Thrill, little oyster See that bivalve social climber Feeding the rich Mrs. Hoggenheimer Think of his joy as he gaily glides down to the middle of her gilded insides Proud little oyster 
After lunch, Mrs. H complains and says to her hostess, I've got such pains. I came to town on my yacht today, but I think I'd better hurry back to Oyster Bay. Scared little oyster. Off they go on the troubled tide. The yacht rolling madly from side to side. They're tossed about till that poor young oyster finds that it's time he should quit his cloister up. Comes the oyster. Back once more where he started from. He murmured, I haven't a single qualm. For I've had a taste of society, and society has had a taste of me. Wise little oyster. I've mentioned several times thus far Mabel Mercer's curiosity in seeking out new repertoire. And once she became dedicated to a song, it would be actively featured in her programs. As her fame gained in the 1950s in particular, all of the biggest names in music, and not just popular music, would come to hear Mercer perform one song which became a standard because of Mabel Mercer's advocacy is the song Wait Till You See Her by Richard Rogers and Lawrence Hart, which was cut from their show Simple Simon, but which, because of Mercer's advocacy, has gone on to become a standard of the great American songbook. This recording is from 1976, her last set of commercial recordings. She's accompanied by the pianist, composer, lyricist, and arranger, Lunas McGlowan. Wait till you see her, see how she looks. Wait till you hear her laugh. Painters of paintings, writers of books, never could tell the heart. Wait till you feel the warmth of her glance, pensive and sweet and wise. All of it lovely, all of it thrilling, I'd never be willing to free her. When you see her, you won't believe your eyes. she looks wait till you hear her laugh painters of paintings writers of books never could tell the heart wait till you feel the warmth of her glance and sweet and wise All of it lovely All of it thrilling I'd never be willing to free her When you see her You won't believe 
I've already alluded to the murkiness of Mercer's affectional preferences. And really, one of the key tenets of her life was discretion and a fierce guarding of her personal privacy. In one of the biographies I was reading of her this week, I discovered that she was a hoarder. But late in life, she went through all of her personal papers and burned most of them. That is sad for those of us who might wish to know a little bit more about her. She has been, in fact, the subject of what I could only call fan fiction, a fictionalized novel about her life, which explores in imaginative detail what some of those relationships might have been like. Sometimes the songs that Mercer sang would be rather specifically about or addressed to women, such as the song we just heard, Wait Till You See Her. On the other hand, she also performed with such fainting specificity, if I could say, the song by Cy Coleman and Joe McCarthy called Isn't He Adorable. This performance that we're going to hear is from a live concert at Town Hall in 1968. Jimmy Lyon is the pianist. Here he comes. Holy gee. See him dreaming his way down the street. Here he comes. Whoa, is me. If he smiles, I just faint at his feet. Should I show him I adore him? Could it please him? Would it bore him? There he goes, passing by. What a guy. Gee, isn't he adorable? Isn't he so handsome and tall, so whatchamacallit, masculine? Gee, he'd surpass a Galahad if he'd live when love was a nightly mission. He'd be a queen's ambition, gosh. Never cope with his charms if he opened his arms to ask you Mabel Mercer was definitely not a prude, and yet 
her commitment to discretion was also reflected in her choice of songs. Mercer evidently eschewed songs which she found to be too revealing of physical intimacy, too, let's say, graphic about humans coming together. There was something about her that was distanced, both in her delivery and in her choice of material. Let's face it, when you're narrating a story, you're telling it so that the listener will be seeing it through their eyes, not through yours. She was known in her nightclub appearances for simply taking her place on a tall chair, folding her hands in her lap, and singing. And she claimed that she observed this first in a performer whose name she could no longer remember. She was visiting Carstairs in the Bahamas, and she heard this singer who sang with enormous stillness and composure. And she took a page from this unknown singer's book, in developing her own style of presentation. Another thing to take note of here is the extreme formality of her diction. We've seen that the precision of diction has its roots somewhat in the English music hall tradition, but also she claimed that this was learned when she had to take elocution lessons during her years at the convent school in Manchester. It has also been suggested that her precise diction, which included prominently rolled R's, was related to the speech patterns of her native Wales. Remember that she spent her earliest years there being raised by her grandmother. I would say that probably the most explicit song that she ever sang, or type of song that she ever sang, was something like this one that we're going to hear called When in Rome. Again, composed by Cy Coleman, this time to a lyric by Carolyn Lee. This is once again from the last series of commercial recordings that Mercer made in 1976. The pianist is Lunas McGlowan with Terry Lassiter on bass and Jim Lackey on drums. If now and then your problems fall within the errant mate department, forget the transatlantic call, don't notify the state department, for when on foreign shores I am, very truly yours I am. And if inclined to play, I am. Dear heart, that's the way I am. When in Spain, for reasons I don't explain, I remain enjoying the brew. Don't deplore my fondness for Thunderdor. You know how a thunderdor can lead to a few. Cause baby, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. If perchance I'm saying farewell to France, and romance drops in from the blue, share I beg of you, please endure my taking a brief detour 
with somebody new. It's just that when in Rome do as the Romans do. And when from Italy I lie to you prettily, don't think of me bitterly. You know that I'm true, except now and then in Rome. I get that old yen in Rome. And naturally, when in Rome, do as Romans do. And when from Napoli, I'll write to you happily. Don't cable me snappily to tell me we're through. Cause once again in Rome, in somebody's den in Rome. Uh, well, pussycat. When in Rome I do as Romans disregard the signs and the omens. When in Rome I do as Romans do. From those same sessions, here is a wonderful song that really shows Mercer's sense of humor. I assumed that this was a rock song because it's got that sort of rock and roll feel to it, but actually the song was composed in 1948 by Bob Russell and John B. Brooks. The song is called You Came a Long Way from St. Louis, and it's hilarious. You came a long way from St. Louis You climbed the ladder of success Seen the town and country cars that were parked in the front of your fancy address. You came a long way from St. Louis. You broke a lot of hearts between. I've seen a gang of gloomy guys who were doing all right till you came on the scene. You came here from the Middle West and certainly impressed population hereabouts but baby i've got news for you i'm from missouri too so naturally i got my doubts you got them dropping by the wayside a feeling i ain't gonna know you came a long way from st louis but baby you got a long way to go came here from the Middle West and certainly impressed the population hereabouts. But baby, I got news for you. I'm from Missouri too. So naturally, I got my doubts. You got them dropping by the way, honey. A feeling I ain't gonna know. You came a long way from St. Louis, but Baby, you've got a long way to go. The degree of detachment that Mabel Mercer evidenced in her performances could often give a very interesting twist to a song that, in certain hands, might come off as very sentimental. Here's an example from a 1956 recording of the Leonard Bernstein, Betty Comden, Adolph Green song from On the Town, Some Other Time. (laughs) 
24 hours can go so fast You look around, the day has passed When you're in love, time is precious stuff Even a lifetime isn't enough Just when the fun is starting Comes a time for parting But let's be glad for what we've had And what's to come There's so much more embracing Still to be done But time is racing It is said that Mabel Mercer had a repertoire of upwards of a thousand songs, and many of them came from musicals, of course. Here's one from Courtville's final completed musical, Lost in the Stars. This is the song Trouble Man, set to a text by Maxwell Anderson. Cy Walter and Stan Freeman are the duo pianists in this 1954 recording. Since you first came to me, dear one, glad one, you bring all the worst to me, near one, sad one. There's trouble in your coming and trouble in your laughter. There's trouble in your going and trouble after. Since you were near to me, lost one, mad one, no other is dear to me, loved one, bad one. I love your dark silence, love your bright laughter. I love the trouble you bring me, the crying Trouble man, trouble man, since you've been gone Somehow I manage living here alone All day long you don't catch me weeping But oh God help me when it comes time for sleeping When it comes time for sleeping man walking out there maybe in a strange town God knows where maybe in a strange place hurrying and walking listen to the blood in my bones here talking listen to the blood in my hands and feet 
who benefited from their association with Mabel Mercer. Alec Wilder, of course, was one of them. Cy Coleman was another. William Roy, who was Julie Wilson's pianist on Tale of the Oyster, was yet another. Bart Howard, who most famously wrote the song In Other Words, which Mabel Mercer, which eventually became known more famously as Fly Me to the Moon, was the very first composer with whom she made her acquaintance when she landed in New York in 1938. She was always introducing new songs. And here's one which I think is just so incredibly touching. It's called Guess I'll Go Back Home This Summer, and it's composed by Willard Robeson with words by Ray Mayer. What is so interesting about this song is how it shows both Mercer's detachment in the delivery of a lyric, but also the way in which there's always an underpinning of greater pathos and possibly even heartbreak. The recordings from 1958. Saw a billboard yesterday This is what it had to say Take that trip you've always planned Cut rate fares throughout the land Guess I'll go back home this summer Should have gone there long ago I wonder who I'll meet when I walk up Main Street Who'll yell First hello Guess I'll go back home This summer Mom will cry When I walk in She'll brush away a tear As Dad says Look who's here we're glad you're home After we've talked of everything Then I get a restless spell I'll walk by the house I hope he married well 
that we made Where are they all today? Yes, I'll go back home this summer What do you intend to do? I've made my plans to go While fares are down so low I don't you go This next might be my very favorite Mabel Mercer song? No, I can't say that, but it's one of my top five favorites for sure. That's the song Blame It on My Youth. I first came to know this song through a live recording by Michael Feinstein from, I would say, the mid-1980s. It's composed by the pianist and composer Oscar Levant to a text by Edward Heyman. In this 1956 recording, Mabel Mercer is accompanied by George Corey. I want to ask my listeners to keep an ear out for the way that the architecture of this song serves as a framework for the world of emotion that underpins it. This is Blame It on My Youth. Expected love when first we kissed. Blame it on my youth. If only just for you I did exist. Blame it on my youth. I believed in everything like a child of three. You meant more than anything all the world to me if you were on my mind all night and day blame it on my youth 
If I forgot to eat and sleep and pray, blame it on my youth. If I cried a little bit when first I learned the truth, don't blame it on my heart. Blame it on the 1960s, Mercer did not perform very much. She purchased and more or less retired to a home in upstate New York. In 1968, Mabel Mercer's friend and younger colleague Bobby Short asked her to make a joint appearance with him at Town Hall in New York. This was the first time in many years since she had appeared on stage in New York, and evidently she was enormously nervous. But it began a resurgence of interest in Mabel Mercer, which probably peaked in 1975 when there was an enormous celebration in honor of her 75th birthday. She began appearing more on television. She began making more appearances across the country. And in fact, in 1977, she even returned to England for the first time in 41 years. She began giving more interviews both on television and in print and spoke with such enthusiasm about the wide range of singers whose performances she enjoyed. Many of them had greater vocal gifts than she did, but none of them had her way with the text. 
None of them, because no one ever did, and possibly no one ever will again. But she has influenced so much of popular music, and not just in the United States either. One of these days, I'm not sure I'll get around to it this weekend, but I am going to produce a bonus episode on singers that were active at the time that Mabel Mercer came to New York, and singers that were influenced by Mabel Mercer. I guess this would be an appropriate time for me to mention that I do have a Patreon page. It's been a while since anyone has donated to it, but it's there, and I am posting bonus material there. So if you, too, want to be a supporter, please go to patreon.com countermelody, where you, too, can make either a yearly or a monthly donation. And recently, Patreon has introduced a new payment option where you are billed once a month, not from the first of the month, but from whatever day you make your first pledge. So therefore, if you were to pledge, for instance, toward the end of a month, you would not be billed again on the first of the month, but rather a month from your first donation. So something to keep in mind. For now, though, I'm going to wrap up the program with three songs that I guess we could call more contemporary from the period. The first is from a program that was produced by the local Philadelphia PBS affiliate in 1976. Here's a performance of The Way We Were, which is, of course, most famous in the version by Barbara Streisand. This song, however, in Mercer's interpretation, sounds unlike any other version you've ever heard, because it is almost literally all about the words. It's one of the last performances that we have of Mabel Mercer that I'm presenting on the program. Light the corners of my mind Misty watercolor memories Of the way we were Scattered pictures Of the smiles we left behind Smiles we gave to one another For the way we were can it be that it was all so simple then? Or has time rewritten every line? If we had the chance to do it all again, tell me, would we, could we? Memories may be beautiful and yet What's too painful to remember? We simply choose to forget. So it's the laughter we will remember whenever we remember the way we were. So it's the laughter we will remember Remember the way we were, the way we were. 
Let me just enumerate a few of the singers that were influenced by Mabel Mercer. Margaret Whiting, Eileen Farrell, Johnny Mathis, Lena Horne. The list really does go on and on. And honestly, I must confess that it does also include a very famous singer, but one whom I am not very fond of, Frank Sinatra. Mercer and Bobby Short made a second appearance at Town Hall, a year almost to the day after their first one. From that second performance at Town Hall, here is an unforgettable performance of Joni Mitchell's song, Both Sides Now. Mabel Mercer is here, accompanied by Buddy Barnes. Flows and flows of angel hair Ice cream castles in the air Feather canyons everywhere I've looked at clouds that way But now they only block the sun They rain, they snow on everyone So many things I would have done but clouds caught in my way. I've looked at clouds from both sides now, from up and down, and still somehow, it's clouds' illusions I recall. I really don't know clouds at all. Dreams and Ferris wheels, the dizzy dancing way you feel when every fairy tale comes real. I've looked at love that way, but now it's just another show. You leave them laughing when you go, and if you care, don't let them know. Don't give yourself away. I've looked at love from both sides now, from give and take, and still somehow, it's love's illusions I recall. I really don't know love at all. Tears and fears and feeling proud To say I love you right out loud Dreams and schemes and circus crowds I've looked at life that way But now old friends are acting strange They shake their heads, they say I've changed but something's lost, but something's gained in living every day. I've looked at life from both sides now, from win and lose, and still somehow it's life's illusions I recall. I really don't know life at all.
as an encore to their first town hall concert, Mabel Mercer and Bobby Short did a short duet version of Paul Simon's The 59th Street Bridge Song, or as it's more commonly known, Feelin' Groovy. You've just never heard the word groovy until you've heard it distended and deliciously inflected by both Mercer and Short. Slow down, pants too fast. Got to make this evening last Kicking around cobblestones Looking for fun, feeling good Hello, Lampos, what you doing? Came to see your flower growing Ain't you got no songs for me? Dipsy doing, feeling groovy Promises to keep drowsy and ready to sleep. Let the morning sun drop all its petals on me. Mabel Mercer died on the 20th of April, 1984, at the age of 84. One of her final performances was with Eileen Farrell in 1982 in concert at the Cool Jazz Festival. In 1983, she was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom, and she was also bestowed two honorary doctorates of music by Berklee College in Boston and also in Boston from the New England Conservatory. Her memory is kept alive by the Mabel Mercer Foundation, which was established the year after her death by her friend and publicist Donald F. Smith, who died at the age of 79 in 2012. The current head of the foundation is the phenomenal cabaret artist K.T. Sullivan. To close the episode, I'm going to play you an absolutely heartrending performance of Mabel Mercer singing Jerry Herman's Time Heals Everything from Mac and Mabel. I'm curious if, while listening to this episode, some of you have found yourselves in tears over the depth and perception revealed by this extraordinary artist. It has certainly been my honor to present her to you today. Time heals everything. Tuesday, Thursday. Time heals everything. April, August. If I'm patient, the break will mend. And one fine morning, the hurt will end. So make the moments fly, autumn, winter. I'll forget you by next year, some year. Though it's hell that I'm going through. Some Tuesday, Thursday, April, August, autumn, winter, next year. 
some here. Time heals everything. Time heals everything but loving you. Time heals everything. Tuesday, Thursday. Time heals everything. April, August. If I'm patient, the break will mend. And one fine morning, the hurt will end. So make the moments fly, autumn, winter. I'll forget you by next year, some year. Though it's hell that I'm going through. Some Tuesday, Thursday, April, August, autumn, winter. Next year, some year, time heals everything, time heals everything but loving. My dear friends, keep the song in your hearts. I'm Daniel Gundlach. <laughs>